This is 4L with Ryan O'Neill and Rebecca DeCoster. Hey, hey, DeCoster. What up, Ryan? I love that every podcast always starts with you going, what up? <laughs> um, you know, like every like broadcaster has like their own signature. Like Jim Nance has, hello, friends. And like oh, Walter Cronkite's was, you know, what was Walter Cronkite's? I don't, that's I don't the know. way. That's the way it was on whatever. That's the way it was. Yeah. And yours is, what up? I need to pick something that's, has more gravitas and also is less stupid. What up? No, it's <laughs> like I do a podcast with Spicoli. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to order a pizza to be delivered right while we're doing this. That would be amazing. Uh, All right. Today's topic is defamation, but probably not in the context that a lot of people who are listening think it is. Um, Does that mean I get to defame you while we're recording? Do I get to pick insults? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, We'll be defaming a lot of people on this podcast. What was it you said? You said something to me the other day about how you didn't realize how... I am always condescending to you while we do the podcast. And I was like, I don't think that's true. And then I listened to the last one that we did. And I'm like, oh, that I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is me. That is me. uh, uh, Now I know why everyone thinks thinks I'm a condescending bitch. (laughs) No, stop. All right. So I don't want you to defame yourself here. Um, That's not possible. Right. So first off, a quick primer about defamation. Defamation for the uninitiated and unfamiliar or those who slept through their torts class um, is a statement that is made, published to a third party um, that is not true. It has to be false, though. Yeah, false. It has to be false. And it, (laughs) because as we'll talk about, Uh, truth is the first and absolute defense to any defamation claim. Now, for the Facebook attorneys out there, I see this all the time. So again, we're just going to do a quick primer. There are two types of defamation. There is libel and there is slander. Slander is defamation that is oral. Libel is defamation that is written. So when you see online, someone says, you know, uh, so-and-so said this at a political rally, and I can't believe they're not going to be sued for liable. They're not <laughs> because liable is written and slander is oral. All right. The and defam- the type of defamation def- encompasses both. Yes. Correct. Okay. And so the type of defamation we are going to talk about today is liable. And I read this article that is the subject matter of today's podcast on the Above the Law website. Uh, And we will put a link to it um, in our video description. Uh, And as soon as I saw this pop up, I said, oh my God, perfect podcast for Rebecca and I. Because like so many, um, one of our favorite quotable movies is Mean Girls. (gasps) Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Um, 17 years is how long Mean Girls has been out, um, which does not feel like it's been that long. It's a um, classic. It is a classic and was robbed of an Oscar. 
Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I, and I don't care what your gender is. I don't care when you were born. I don't care if the movie came out when you were in your 50s or if you're now 15 and you're seeing this for the first time. Mean Girls is comedic brilliance written by Tina Fey that transcends all generations, all genders, and regardless of where you went to high school, the stereotypes and behaviors that it captures are true. And here's the thing. I don't, I'm sure you know this because I think you've seen Mean Girls almost times as I have, which is a lot, but it was based on an actual nonfiction book called Queen Bees and Wannabes that someone wrote about how girls interact with each other at that age. That was not funny. Yeah. (laughs) But the movie was based on the material from that book. Yeah. I actually did not know that. I was in college when Mean Girls came out. So for me, it was, I I, I remember my wife and I, because we were dating in college, saw the movie in a theater in Ann Arbor. And then when it came out to video, like it was, if you were at a house party or you were hanging out with your friends and that like was, it was one of the movies that was always on. So I saw Mean Girls quite a few times around the time it was released in 2004. I was a junior in 2004. What, what grade were you in, in 2004? Shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if you are, and I cannot imagine there's gonna be many people that are listening to this that have not seen Mean Girls. Uh, the, the MacGuffin of Mean Girls is the burn book. What it MacGuffin? I don't even understand what you're talking about. MacGuffin, like, isn't, hold on, now I gotta. Is that a cultural reference I don't get because I wasn't in a grade in 2000? No, MacGuffin, it's a noun, an object or a device in a movie or a book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Oh, I've never heard of that. So the burn book was the device and object that served to move the plot along, right? Without the burn book, you know, all the girls don't find out what, the plastics were saying about them. And right. But the plot had moved along substantially prior to the burn book. It was just sort of the, it, it I think it was necessary for the denouement of the movie. Right. So the unraveling of the end of the plot was required by the burn book. Right. Now I'm, now I'm looking at an article about all of Hitchcock's MacGuffins. Dude, we are getting. Maybe it's so not far a MacGuffin. Co- comment if you think I'm wrong that it was a MacGuffin. Uh, but the Burn Book was a book in which the plastics, who were Regina George, oh my God, his how am I forgetting this? Gretchen Karen, Wieners, Gretchen Wieners, and Karen Smith. Those were like the three original plastics, and then Katie Heron, who's played by Lindsay Lohan, joins them as kind of a plastic, but not kind of a plastic. It's like she had a really well, she went in as a... <laughs> she was a double cover. agent. Yeah. She was playing both sides. Um, and what they would do is they would be to write things about people that were at their school. So Diana Warshaw uh, published this morning an article, again, on AboveTheLaw.com that poses the question, was the burn book defamatory? All right. So we've already outlined what defamation is. We've differentiated slander versus liable. 
Um, we're not going to get into all of the case law about <laughs> the different thresholds and standards that are applied depending on who you are. Because obviously, right, if I say something false about a famous person, they're not going to be able to prosecute that claim as easily as if I did about a private person that doesn't have really another recourse. So um, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read for you a number of the passages that were from the burn book. <laughs> the first one just makes me laugh. Um, and I will ask you whether you think it is defamation or not. We'll talk about it. And then I will let you know what Diana Warshaw, uh, her conclusion was. And she was very, um, at, at the beginning of her article, she set out that as defamation laws vary state to state, um, she was largely using New York law. I think, you know, I teach defamation in my business course. So I think there's probably a lot that overlaps along the states. But oh, you um, should, you're totally going to use this for a class, right? I should. I hadn't thought about that till now. But this is exactly how that's exactly how I'm going to start teaching defamation. That's a genius. All right. You ready? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to fail a test and it's OK. Go ahead. All right, well, so first question, is this slander or liable? It's all written, right? So it's libel, I said. Libel. All right. Very good. So first question, you got right. You're off to a good start. Great. So here's the, How many here's questions the, are there? What percentage do I need on the midterm to retain my grade in the class? What did you need on the bar? 150 out of 200. So we'll say 75% gets you. What did I what? On the bar exam. If you wanted a multi-state out, you needed a 150 out of 200. So that's that was one, about. I don't know. I multi-stated. I know that. Oh, humble brag. <laughs> so did I. Um, okay. First <laughs> one up. Trang Pak is a Grotsky little biatch. Huh. Grotsky, by the way, and she, Miss Warshaw in the article says, I had to look up the term Grotsky to confirm that it is not a real He's word. Urban stupid, Dictionary right? defines it as a person or thing that lacks the cognitive capacity for a rational thought. And it's so, biatch, right? It's not bitch. It's biatch. It is biatch. But that just means bitch. Right. Okay. Um, I don't, that just seems like it's not, it's more opinion than that. Like it's an opinion statement. It's not a fact statement. So that's, I don't. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that there's, this is where the law probably allows there to be some Again, and I'll read the ultimate conclusion from her. Although it may be considered vulgar, it is an opinion statement and therefore not defamatory. Oh, I Grotsky mean. is not a real word. And biatch, although a variation of the term bitch, is also not a real word. And it is basically tantamount to name calling. So, Well, I'm sorry, but everybody knows what biatch means and everybody knows it means bitch. Right. But it's an imprecise term, again, from Miss Warshaw. And it would be, but it, even if you said bitch, I think it's still, if you said Trang Pak is a bitch, let's just take the the fake word out and just make it, clean it up. Trang Pak is a bitch is not defamation because it's an opinion piece. Right. It's an opinion. 
Uh, and that was the conclusion she reached. So Trang Pak does not have a viable claim for defamation. So if you are scoring this at home and you concluded that Trang Pak is a Grotsky little biatch was not defamation, 10 points to Hufflepuff. Next one. Miss Norberry, who was played by Tina Fey in the film, is a pusher, a sad old drug pusher. Oof. Criminal activity. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That seems defamatory to me. The conclusion was Miss Norberry has a viable claim for defamation per se, and then ended it with, you go, Miss Norberry, which is a shout out to Glenn Copa. <laughs> In the article, she writes, in New York, defamatory per se statements include those that accuse the plaintiff of a serious crime, injure the plaintiff's trade, business, or profession, impute a loathsome disease on the plaintiff, or impute unchastity onto a woman. Um, Only so a this- woman, though. Only a woman. Because whatever. <laughs> we we are not opening that door today. You have got, you got me started. I know. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about double standards. Uh, so, yes, I, as you said, in this case, she was the, the, the implication. Had they just had the sentence ended with Miss Norberry is a pusher. Period. Number one, as we've said already, truth is a defense. And Miss Norberry described herself as a pusher. She did. She said, I'm a pusher, Katie. I'm a pusher. I'm going to push you, Katie. I'm going to push you all the way to the Mathlete State Championship. <laughs> that's okay when they included a sad old drug pusher knowing she did not sell drugs they accused her of a serious crime and also it injured her profession right because generally speaking most people don't want their kids being taught by drug pushers so oh, it's, cr- it's criminal activity like is yep. it per se? yep so it is per se defamation and miss norberry would have a claim This one is a lot more fun, (laughs) and you'll see why. Trang Pak made out with Coach Carr. Still true. So let's break it down. Let's start with Coach Carr from his standpoint, because we've got two characters involved in this. Well, here's the thing. I've seen the movie too many times, and I know it's true. Yep. Oh, that's an absolute defense. If I pretended like it wasn't true, then yeah, because he's engaged in sexual activity with an underage girl. Yep. So I think that would be defamatory if it were false, but it happens to be true. Correct. Said spoiler alert. Or is it 17? No, no, 17 years is. So so let me (laughs) let me say this as an aside. I talked to a friend a week, it might've been 10 days after the new Spider-Man movie came out and made a reference to one of the characters who makes an appearance in it. And him and I had a very spirited debate about what the statute of limitations is on not channeling spoilers. And I think for things like a Marvel movie, you've got one week to see it. And if you don't in that first week, game over. I think during COVID, you should extend that because I am not going to a theater right now. 
But everyone else is going to the theater because that movie's made a billion dollars. Well, sure. <laughs> um, but that a movie came out, what, th- like three weeks ago now? I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. It, Toby Maguire is in it if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> so, so, 17 years were more than past the, the period of statute of limitations. So, they did exactly what you did. They broke it down. If it were false, again, because it's it's the implication is criminal because he's having sexual contact with a student who was under the eight, who was an underage student, that would be defamation per se. Okay. Because the allegations were true, it's an absolute defense, right? They 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 discover Coach Carr and Trang Pak making out, and Coach Carr flees the campus. <laughs> So, again, let me ask you in the hypothetical, if it were false and Trang Pak sued for defamation, would she be successful? Well, is it unchaste? Is it like implying that she's not chaste like we just talked about? I don't know that it... um, Here's, a, here's my problem is I'm too old and make out means something different now. Mm-hmm. Hook up. I'm sorry. Hook up means something different now than it used to mean. But this says made out. Trang Pak made out with Coach Carr. Just to make out? It's gross. It is gross. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. What are her damages? I get, I mean... So that's so so let me let me give you the answer. Since I just punted and since you no, I I think you got I think you largely got there. So Miss Warshaw concludes that Trang Pak would not be successful. I agree with her. I don't know that I get it, I don't know that I get it to the same spot she does. Um she says, and I agree with her that she has not suffered damages as a result of the statement. So I don't know that Trang Pak having made out with Coach Carr would have any damages, right? Mr. Carr would because he's probably going to be fired and is going to be sort of, you know, blacklisted from teaching at any other schools, even though he didn't do it. Those are damages. I don't know that Trang Pak, outside of her friend group, may be thinking she's a little weird for making out with the gym coach, gym teacher, <laughs> um, has any real damages. Where it gets interesting is it says a defamation per se claim would also be unsuccessful. Although on its face, one would assume the statement imputes unchastity, which is what you referenced. The statement alleges that she, an underage student, made out with an adult authority figure. Courts have historically found that chastity may be imputed from statements alleging prostitution, promiscuity, or voluntary sexual behavior, but that unchastity cannot be imputed to a woman as a result of having been the victim of non-sensual intimate acts. So again, I, I, I guess, now nah, maybe I do agree with her. I, I guess I, it I, does. It depends on what the age of consent is in your jurisdiction. Correct. Right? And I guess I never... I guess in watching the movie, I never felt as though they were trying to draw that connection that she was. First off, like, let's start here. It's always hard to suspend disbelief because all these people in this movie were like 42 years old playing 16 year olds. Like everybody was. Like I told you, I was in college when this movie came out and Rachel McAdams, who played Regina George, is older than I am. 
So right. she was what, 30 when she filmed this? No, I think she was 26, I read. So she was Still looked amazing, though. Still looked amazing. Sure. So it's always, I, I don't know, there's always that weird aspect to it. But okay, I think I, I think I agree with this. I don't think she has a claim for defamation. And of course, neither of them did um, because it ended up being true. I'm laughing at the next one because I don't remember this one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, we're going to test your memory and see if you remember this one. Mm-hmm. Muckleroy takes medication for the boil on his backside. I don't remember that one either. I don't either. Who's Muckleroy? Well, it's obviously a dude. Since you said he. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a dude. I don't know what dude it is. I don't know. I don't remember who Muckleroy is. Somebody tell us who Muckleroy was. Uh, so does Muckleroy have a claim for defamation? For, uh, for putting medication on a boil on his back? Yeah. I don't think so, unless it's some sexually transmitted boil. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, you might want to leave the front of the court and start doing uh, tort defense law. You know, I used to be a real lawyer, right? I know. I know. You're <laughs> nailing this. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, her conclusion was the exact same thing. Uh, unless... Unless the statement implies a loathsome disease, something that is contagious or attributed in any way to a socially repugnant conduct, hashtag STD, um, it would not satisfy the standard for a defamation per se claim. Okay. Um, So you are, I think you've gotten them all right so far. You're nailing this. All right. (laughs) Now, now we're getting to some of the funny ones. Um. Don Schweitzer is a fat virgin, has a huge ass. And then, so that was written, the spoken publication, which again, the spoken part would be what? Slander. Slander. The spoken part was still half true. So if you remember the movie, the, they, the, the writing said Don Schweitzer is a fat virgin, has a huge ass. Regina George then said, which would be publication to the other. Still half girls, true. Still half true. Um so is this defamation? I well, is it true? I mean, it's all true, right? At the time it was written. Maybe. Say it's not true. Because the way she's the, the way Miss Warshaw's analyzed this, it 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 almost assumes it's not true. Oh. So I sh- I mean, I don't know that saying that someone has a fat ass and that they're a virgin makes people not want to associate with them. Isn't that kind of the standard also? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a harm to your reputation? For being a virgin? I mean, I don't century are we in? Like, All right, we, I, need a, we need a final answer here, Mr. Coster. I don't, it, my gut says no. Gut says you, You're right again. You're right again. Uh, under the eyes of the law, having a huge ass does not constitute defamation. It would be an opinion. No, someone saying you have a huge ass, if you don't have a huge ass, it's not defamation. Someone saying you have a huge ass when you have a huge ass is the truth. It's truth. But if you, if someone says that person has a huge ass when they, in fact, do not have a huge ass, it's still not defamation. It's still an opinion. Um. Also, like big butts are in right now. So 
Like, I think it's a compliment, but okay. Um, here's the here's the flip to this, and we've had this discussion already. Being a virgin is the opposite of being unchaste. <laughs> right? So all the statements we've talked about so far have been impugning somebody for being unchaste. If you're saying somebody is a virgin, that's the opposite. So also not defamation. Um, I also realize, and I should have done this at the beginning, I'm just a terrible podcast host. We've used this phrase, defamation per se. Um, again, I, I just assume everyone that's listening to this is as well-read on the law as we are. Um, They're not. Like, uh, Ryan, I have to tell you this. I got a Christmas card from my aunt in North Carolina, and she is, I think, 85 or 86. She's like, been listening to the podcast. Love it. What? Like, <laughs> that is our target audience is 85 year old aunties in the Carolinas. I love it. Um, when we say but thank you. Thank you for listening, Aunt Marge. Yes. Thank you, Aunt Marge. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm totally going to picture your Aunt Marge looks like uh, Harry Potter's Aunt Marge from. No, she doesn't look like that. Prisoner of Azkaban. She looks like my. Well, she Marge. looks like my. <laughs> Um, okay. When we say per se, essentially what it is, is when we've talked about this idea of damages, some statements are so awful that, that we aren't going to make you prove damages. The statement is so inherently bad that we're going to presume your reputation would be damaged. So that's what we mean when we talk about per se. Some statements, again, are just so inherently atrocious that it's going to be presumed under the law that your reputation is damaged. Other statements, though they may be defamatory, you will still have to prove actual damages. So that's what we mean. Uh, All right. I hope I'm saying her last name right. Amber DeLizzo. Amber DeLizzo made out with a hot dog. Here's where I have a hard time with some of these statements is some of them on their face. If you take them literally, it's not like there's no question. It's not defamatory. Right. Cause mm-hmm. then, but if you, if you do the implication, like then it becomes a closer question. Mm-hmm. I still don't think this one is defamatory. Also, she said it was only one time. So it's true, first of all, in the movie, she says it was only one time. <laughs> so it's true. So then it wouldn't be defamatory. That is correct. Miss um, Warshaw says, even though it's a little weird, uh, it does not meet the standard of defamation. Okay, <laughs> next one. Damien Lee is too gay to function. Well, okay. So in 2022, you're asking me this question, not defamatory. You're asking me that question in 1955, maybe. Okay. So the film never specifically says, in the film, he never comes out as gay. Well, come on. No, and 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 the article says that they they certainly 
they certainly write the movie as if he is gay. And I think the fact that Janice at one point when that gets leaked says, I'm the only one that's allowed to say that to you. Right. Certainly the implication is that his best friend, if that's what his best friend is saying, that he is gay. So, Or that he's out to her at least, right? Right. Um, and but because of that, think, he I don't would think it's not the same information. Right. And I don't, so it came out in 2004. Like, I think even if you had said like in 1994, someone had made that statement, it's a very different story than it was 10 years later. You're right. The culture has evolved. The culture has evolved. And again, the coster, you're just, you're like, you'd win the house cup if this was like a competition in a Harry Potter novel. You're, you've nailed it. And that's exactly what the author goes on to say, that essentially in the past, making allegations that somebody was a homosexual was considered defamation per se. That began to change in the 1990s. And according to Ms. Warshaw, a New York appellate division case a year ago, so in 2021, found that a false imputation of homosexuality does not constitute defamation per se. You've you, you've nailed it. You are a defamation rock star. Here, I do want to a caveat to that, though. I think you also have to take into context the environment in which a statement like that is made as to whether or not it's defamatory, because it, you said it was a New York appellate court that said that. Did you say New York? Yes. Okay. So if you had asked judge in Rollins, Wyoming, right, or Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, whether or not that is defamatory, you might get a different answer. Sure. Sure. But I think, I think your general, I think, again, because we're trying to apply this on a national standard, I think, because the views on that have changed so dramatically, even, frankly, since this movie was written. <laughs> I also don't want to defame. I don't want to defame Rollins, Wyoming, or Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm just that's good I, because there is a fantastic golf course in Coeur d'Alene, and I don't want that to sully my view. <laughs> um, okay, we can skip Janice Ian because it's the exact same analysis that we had for Damien. Um, I forgot about this one entirely. Bethany Bird has an amazing ability to suppress her gag reflexes. Period uses super jumbo tampons slut. See, I don't remember the gag reflex part, but I remember the part about the tampons because then in the scene, spoiler alert, where they're all, I think it's the scene where they're all like doing the trust falls and stuff where she says, it's not my fault. I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know that that is defamatory. And what was the other one? Can suppress her gag reflex? Uses super, yeah. So it was Bethany Bird has an ability to suppress her gag reflex, uses super jumbo tampons slut. See, I don't, the gag reflex thing, I think on its own, not defamatory. Because it doesn't, it's those implication things, I think, sort of. Yeah. It, it, the author concludes that she has a very slim chance um, and it would be solely on the ability to suppress her gag reflex. 
Miss Warshaw writes, Bird would need to plead defamation by implication, meaning the statement did not directly state a falsehood, but implied it. So the implication being, well, you know what the implication would be. So um, she has a very slim chance, but again, I, I agree with you. And I think the author does as well, that she's probably not going to be making or successful on any claim for defamation. Caitlin Warrens is a fat whore. I don't remember that one either. That's terrible. What's the girl? Either. I don't either. And did she have sex for money? Is any of this true? Um. Well, the conclusion from the author is that, and I think we've touched on this, whore, similar to slut, is an opinion insult. And because there's not more language, she writes, quote, without more language imputing promiscuity on Miss Warren's, a court would not view it as defamatory. I wonder at what point, like, there had to be a point where calling someone a whore and a slut actually was defamatory. And in what point in history did we cross the bridge over to, it's okay, it's just an opinion. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I Hey, we just found our next law review article. When did we cross the bridge from poor and slut being defamatory to it just being an opinion? Yeah. Done. Heads up, U of M Law Review coming your way. All right. <laughs> Last one. And this one, I think, is probably the easiest one for a number of reasons. Regina George. This girl is the skankiest bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her. She is a fugly slut. And I super appreciate the use of the word fugly. Yeah. So fugly made that joke. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because um, you can't say that word seriously. It's just, yeah. um, and it's not a word. And she wrote it herself. Correct. And that was her conclusion. She wrote the statement that makes it not defamatory. Um, she goes on to say, even had somebody else authored the comment, again, a lot of these are those opinion words, right? Nastiest, skank, fugly. Um, those words See? tend not to impugn in chassis. Right. That's our law review article. Um, so that's it. That's the entire burn book. Um, I also have to give her a shout out. Uh, she writes at the end, this is not my way of telling you to stop trying to make defamation happen. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Diana Warshaw is a senior counsel at Nessanoff and Miltonburg LLP in New York. It, it was a great article. Um, I read we should it give morning. her a raise. They should. And, and when, I, when I send this to her on LinkedIn, I'll tell her that uh, a couple of referees from Oakland County, Michigan, think she should get a raise. And unless um, she lives in New York, she's not going to want to, she's not going to know what a referee is. No, that's true. Um, or she'll just think like we're like doing NFL football games. Like we're Ted um, Lasso referees. Oh God. Why have we not done a podcast on Ted Lasso? It's coming. Uh, Cause this one, this one, was just too good to pass up. So in the entire burn book, and I agree with her. I think the only person in here who actually had a claim for defamation was Miss Norberry. Well, and Coach Carr, if it were false, but. Well, we know it wasn't false. We know it wasn't false. Coach, Clark, Coach Carr has fled the premises. 
Do you think it means anything that Coach Carr has the same name as a famous coach who also had the last name Carr? No. Couldn't be any more different. I'm just trying to get you. Uh, Georgia got me enough on Saturday I'm, or Friday. I'm good. Well, I'm all, I don't I'm all set on getting got. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Rose Bowl either. All right. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. So if you've made it to this point in the podcast, drop your favorite Mean Girls quote. And maybe we'll do a shout out in our next pod. Drop it where, Ryan? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it, drop it like it's hot on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Follow us on tweeters. Twitter. <laughs> Rebecca has started a new podcast, TikTok, where she does dance videos. So you can check us out there. Right. I do a sweet walk running man. It's amazing. (laughs) Until next time.